Attention all service-based entrepreneurs. Are you making $2,000 to $4,000 a month in your business? Are you sick and tired of busting your ass in your business each month and barely getting by? Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked with everything that you got to do in your business and you want to simplify while still making consistent money every month. Are you ready to attract soulmate clients who are happy to pay for your incredible services? Are you ready to finally hit those five to $10,000 a month or even more consistently each month with ease? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I want to invite you to join me at my free webinar, Scale to Success. In this webinar, I will teach you how to make consistent money each month, how to attract soulmate clients with ease, how to simplify your offers and make them scalable, and how to work smarter and not harder in your business. This free webinar will be held on July 9th at 5.30 Pacific and 8.30 Eastern. Make sure you show up live because I'll be giving a free gift to everyone who shows up live that will help you put together your packages and your offers in a way that creates a wealth of opportunity in your business so that you can finally hit those consistent five to $10,000 months and go from a side hustle to full time in your business. So make sure you sign up using the link in the show notes and I hope to see you there live. Aloha beautiful souls and welcome back to the uplifting podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. I had the pleasure of talking with my incredible friend, Bernadette Pleasant, who is the founder and creator of FEM, which is a mind and body wellness program. I had the pleasure of experiencing her program, FEM, while I was in Sedona back in May, and I can say firsthand that it was truly a transformational experience and one that has given me the permission to show up bigger in my life. In today's episode, we discuss why she is on a mission to help others live as their biggest and boldest self. She shares with us the experiences that led her to develop the body of work that she has today, and how she broke free of the emotional spanks that she had been wearing for so long. She shares with us why she believes that there are no good or bad emotions, only emotions that need to be fully expressed, and how we can start to express them in a healthy way in our everyday lives. There are so many golden nuggets in this conversation, and I know it is one that is going to leave you inspired to show up more fully in your power. But before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take a second to give a shout out to my girl, Heidi Donnell, who is the host of the Future is Female Powerlifting podcast and someone I consider to be a soul sister. She is always supporting the podcast, and I just think it is amazing how we can support one another as podcast hosts, powerlifters, and as women. So thank you so much, Heidi. I love you so much. And if you want to get a chance to get a shout out here on the podcast, make sure you go to iTunes and leave a review. And if you're not listening on iTunes, all you got to do is take a screenshot, share it on social media, and tag me for your chance to get a shout out on next week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Bernadette. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today, and now let's find out what's uplifting you today. 
welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today's guest is intoxicating and energetic Bernadette Pleasant, who is a fiery public speaker, somatic healer, and the creator of FEM, a mind-body wellness program. In the FEM experience, Bernadette creates a safe space for all ages, backgrounds, body types, and dance skills to explore their sensual selves. Everyone is empowered to fully embrace and embody all of their emotions and fully express them through movement. Joy, sorrow, rage, ecstasy, and more are all welcome at FEM. In FEM, everyone is infused with the affirmation, it's your body, you can do whatever you want with it, including love it unapologetically. I personally had the pleasure of listening to her speak, as well as having the opportunity to experience Femme when I was in Sedona, and I am so happy to have her on the podcast today. Welcome, Bernadette. Oh, thank you. It is such a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. I just, you know, I actually fell in love with you before we met in Sedona, you know, just following... I, I saw your talk and I just love your whole mission. So mm-hmm. I want to just dive right in. And if you can share with us like a piece of your story from your childhood that impacted or led to the work that you're doing today with them. Oh, it would be my pleasure. Thanks so much for this invitation. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> where did it all begin? <laughs> I, um, I am the product of what I think is is a very sadly a common story. Um, I I grew up in New Jersey, and I'm the oldest of seven, and was just sort of um, you know going along living life, and then started to notice that life was pretty shut down at a very early age for so many reasons. But um, the one I'll share here today is about, you know, um, living in a, in a family where it was very typical to be small, to be small for so many reasons. And, you know, while we had great ideas and aspirations, there were so many fears. There were so many fears. Um, and those fears were passed on, um, you know, from adults to children as they're often done. And I, um, you know, I started to live in this very tight container of, you know, shoulds and, and, and what's not possible. And, um, you know, don't take up too much space. Don't be too loud. Don't desire much for fear of of uh, not being able to have that that thing. And you know, while I heard great things, I, I heard you can do anything you want. What I saw in the eyes of um, those I looked up to was a lot of fear, uh, a lot of a lot of shutdown and. And, um, you know, I just sort of got uncomfortable with that at a particular point and decided that I didn't want to do that anymore, that it didn't work well for me, that I, I, I wanted to just kind of go for things and, and felt okay about trying that. And that, that was not acceptable for so many reasons. Um, I'll, I'll give you some examples of the reasons. Um, I grew up in a very restricted religious household. And so many of the things were, uh, we couldn't do that because that wasn't what Christians do. I I grew up in a Jehovah's Witness household and it it too was very restricting. Uh, Being a person of color created a certain amount of restrictions and, and, and uh, there was sexual abuse. There are so many things that sort of created this small way of being and living. And I got to a point where I decided I wanted to do something that I wasn't seeing happening around me. And that was take up space and do it unapologetically. And that felt really good to me, even though it wasn't modeled. Wow. That's so amazing. And I can really relate to a lot of 
the parts of your story. You know, I didn't know that you grew up in a Jehovah's Witness household. I grew up in a in a Mormon household and like they're totally different, but very they're both very restrictive. And so I I definitely relate to just feeling like my voice I could never share my voice. I had to, you know, I was always told I was too loud. And so I was always self-conscious about that. And, you know, I've always been in a bigger body, so not wanting to take up space. And that's really what I resonated with you so much when we met in Sedona was this concept of being big. And it's not just our bodies, but like who we are energetically, you know, and I just felt that so much. So I would love to hear your, like, tell me more about what that means in your life to, to be big. Yeah. You know, what was so great about meeting you is I remember seeing you on stage and I watched you and I thought, oh my God, that, those, that right there is my people. (laughs) Uh, Someone who's pressing an edge and, and feeling like, you know, over here where I want to live with the big people, you know, and, and what I yeah. mean by big, yeah, I want to live with people who are, are expressive and, and joyous about it. And, um, as opposed to, you know, there's so many ways we can be big and expressive. And I think until you're comfortable with being big and expressive, you, you might go, when you're exercising a muscle, you, you t- can overdo it. So, and what that might look like is just being loud for no reason, you know, just opening your mouth out wide and just shouting as opposed to saying something meaningful. And, so, you know, being big just, it means, you know, using this life force that we all have, like really using it up and, and feeling like it's our birthright to show up. Um, I um I was talking to a friend the other day and and they were just sharing a sunset a picture of a sunset and just said you know I sometimes I think God is showing off and I said yeah showing giving us an example of how to be outrageously awesome and I like that I love that yeah I can yeah. do and you know and in this example you know we've all seen a sunset that you know is isn't the most spectacular, but then there are some days that you just see all kinds of awesomeness going on. And I can't help but think that we mimic weather and that, that, that we are to be all these things. We are to be them, um, literally just be the full range to use it up. And I think that creates not only such joy and, and joie de vivre in our own lives, but what an example it is for people who really want that and don't know how to access it. I think so often, um, I, I remember when I, when I was a child or when someone will see me and they say, wow, I, 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 I want to be near that. Or, um, when I was a child, I'd look at these certain actresses on TV and I'd look and think there was something about them that, I was drawn to, and I couldn't take my eyes off of them. And when I think about it, what it is, is actually that what I saw in them, the the magnitude of being that I saw in them existed in me. And I didn't know how to tap into that. But when you see it in another, you're, you're, you're mesmerized by them. You, you are drawn to their essence. And that only can happen because that exists in you somewhere and and it gets this sort of uh, inkling of what's possible. I love that. I say that all the time, and I think that's so important. And why we have to show up big, because we show others, we expand what they believe is possible, and we awaken these parts that are within them that otherwise may have you know, continue to be dormant. And I mean, that's why I'm just so passionate about living to the fullness of who I am, because I've heard that from so many, like just seeing the impact that is possible to have when you do that. It's just so rewarding. It is. It really is. It's, it's like giving somebody a vitamin B boost or 
or um, and we can do it in so many ways, whether we're speaking on a stage or whether someone is scrolling through our Instagram. I see yours and it's awesome. It and, and it's inspiring, and it's it's great to see to have that connection. But you can just do it walking down to the street. The way you say hello to someone. Um, or just the way you carry yourself. And we don't always feel great, but but being joyful, being happy, um, choosing to take up space, choosing to love ourselves, that it's all a choice. And Absolutely. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the uh, alternative and I'd rather this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so interesting what you said about, you know, just walking down the street and how we carry ourselves because, you know, I notice like when I walk down the street, I try to be like, or just in public, I try to be really present and like make eye contact with people and smile and not a lot of people do that. And I'm just so amazed and I'm just like, wow, people are just going around their lives so busy and unaware and not connecting and I just noticed that when I make that intention to try to connect with people, not only do I feel more joyous, but I think that I pass that along to other people. Yeah. It, you know, it really matters. Uh, just last night I was giving a talk and I, I, it was a sort of off the, off the cuff speech. I didn't, um, I didn't, plan it out so well, but, um, or no, I, it came across really well, but I didn't plan to speak on this topic, but sometimes what I love, um, and what I've loved so much about learning from Casey is that sometimes it's the thing that is most true to you in that moment that you need to speak on. Yeah. And I, and, um, this talk was about giving a fuck. Literally, and I love it. I hope that's okay to say on on your podcast. absolutely, absolutely. And and it was just sort of like it has become sort of this very catchy, fun things to say. And our society is, you know, I like to give zero fucks, or I don't give a fuck, and what have you. And the problem with that is, the fewer fucks we give, the the more disconnected we become as a society. Mm, and yeah. while not giving a fuck has been created because too much was given, there's an opportunity there to find balance. And that balance isn't from overgiving and depleting ourselves, but from filling ourselves up so that we have something to share because the human connection is necessary and the human connection does not happen in the giving zero fucks. So, yeah, um, you know, but finding that balance where we're not depleted, but we are connected because the connection is so important. Um, the care, the eye contact, the taking the time to focus attention on someone and, and offer an ear or a lending hand or just time to hear them out. It's whatever it is. I think the human connection is so important and I'm concerned about a society that is so distracted, um, you know, with phones and media and, and what have you that, and that coupled with, being afraid to smile um, for fear of coming across too crazy or or not wanting to make eye contact and things like that, I think it just creates this chasm that's just not the kind of society I want to be a part of. I want connection. I want to I want to know my neighbors' names and and I, I want to I, I want there to be care just on an ongoing basis and that warmth that comes with it. And it does require some vulnerability because people are guarded. They're guarded and they don't trust. And if you, if you smile too long, someone thinks you're weird or crazy or like some creepy person, yeah. you know, <laughs> There's all kinds of things that can happen. But they're one of the other possibilities is that it is just genuinely a warm heart. 
Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, how do you think that we start to connect with ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can connect with others on a more meaningful way? I think what we do there, I, I love that question because the first thing that comes to mind is I think we innately are this way. I think we're conditioned otherwise. So what I think is necessary is to feel safe in our own skin. I think what is necessary is to truly be so in love with ourselves that that just sort of spills out Um, to, to, to accept ourselves wholly. However, we are in the full range of who we are, not only when we're joyous and having a great day, but you know, when things are fucked up and you know, um, how, how can, how can we take care of ourselves then? How can we be gentle? Show ourselves love. Yeah. Yeah. In these times of need, how important it yeah. would be to be gentle with ourselves and, and by being gentle with ourselves when we're not um, having our best day or time, uh, looks something like, first of all, being able to admit that it's not a great day, you know, not trying to try to put a smile on it or trying to wrap it kindly so that someone else can see this thing. We're not appearing to be fine, but really just being honest with ourselves. You know, I'm sad today or today I'm angry or something has really frustrated me. I think that that's an act of self-care rather than trying to bypass it somehow with some thing, you know, be it uh, alcohol or food or, or social media or, or whatever uh, shopping that used to be my um, vice. You know, I, I, yeah, mine's overworking. I will, I will, I will literally just like overwork myself to avoid what's going on in my life. Absolutely. And anything that we just sort of throw ourselves in so that we can block out something else, you know, that is, that's, that's avoidance. And that particular tool doesn't work for long. It, it, It usually creates burnout of some kind. For me, it created a insane amount of debt. Um, yeah. Uh, or, or it just creates further disconnection. And so being gentle and kind with ourselves, making allowances for who we are in, in every given moment, and really just showering ourselves with gentleness and care and honesty. I, I always mention the honesty piece because I think – you, you know, be, long before someone, once someone tells us that we need to get over something, we then tend to tell ourselves that. Mm, and yeah. the problem with getting over something as opposed to getting through something, the difference between the two is honesty. If you're getting over it, somehow you're hiding its severity. And if you're getting through something, you're looking at it and saying, this is where I am right now. And I think by doing that for ourselves, we then can do that for others. We can see them where they are. They don't have to show up shiny and new and fresh. They can actually just be a shit show because sometimes we all are. Wow. That's such a powerful distinction about, you know, getting over things and, you know, getting through things because I see that, I mean, even, you know, I'm not perfect. Obviously, I still make these mistakes of trying to just, you know, numb out and not face yeah. it. But the more I'm able to name it and like, okay, this is what I'm doing and being aware of that, it's really helped me. But, you know, I say that with the clients that I work with that it's like, oh, I can just, you know, it's, I don't, I need, I, I don't need to worry about it. You know, I don't need to, I don't need to feel, focus on this. I don't need to face it. Yeah. And it always, it always comes back to kick you in the ass, you know, even harder. And, you know, cause the universe is trying to teach you something like it's there for you yes. to teach you something. And if you're not going to learn the lesson in that moment, it's going to show up. And a lot of times it's an even harsher lesson that you have to go through to learn that same lesson. Yes, indeed. I, I truly, oh my gosh, when you just said that, 
um, that, you know, that I'm not perfect and I still do these things. We all do. And, and, and it's important to know that, you know, for those, and, and I, I would imagine your listeners are certainly these kinds of people, those who are engaged in doing the work, I personally refer to it as sobriety. Um, I am sober to where I am now. So when I fall back into those patterns, the, that pattern of wanting to buy, I, I now can't do it like I used to. I, because I'm sober. So I am thinking, oh, what's the real problem? What's, what's going on here? And that doesn't mean I won't, you know, purchase this item, but I am now having, I, I, I'll notice how my patterns are different. I'll say, well, maybe I can like that thing, but let me step away and see how I feel. Is that an impulsive purchase or is this something I genuinely want, desire to have? Um, is it is it fixing something? Is it a temporary Band-Aid or is there really something there for me in this piece? So I'm asking questions that I didn't used to ask. So so there's a difference because we, there's an engagement in, in doing the work and that sort of takes away that blind high and it makes you sober to what you're doing in the moment. And because of that, the shift can happen quicker to, yeah, maybe that's not what I need. Or now I'm thinking about what else I really need to put my funds towards. So the, it, it, it it's different than it used to be. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know, when you were saying that, I was really reminded of I really believe that the quality of our lives is based on the quality of the questions we're asking ourselves, you know? So it's like, what are those questions that you're asking yourself? Like, are you really asking yourself the quality questions that are going to get you to be able to get through something instead of just getting over it? Yeah. And once those questions start, questions like that, you know, you don't even want to see yourself, you know, let alone have somebody else that you have to be accountable oh, yeah. for. <laughs> I think it, and that's, I think that's why we tend to avoid it, right? Is it's like, we don't want to accept that we have, we all have these dark parts of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all have these shadow parts, these parts that we are going to have to continue to work through and... I think it's, you know, that's why I preach the power of self-acceptance yeah. because this is what's made possible when you can accept that this is part of your journey, yes. that you will have to work through these things that it's always going to be there. Like even when you, you know, up level, like it's just going to be another level of problems. It, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Then you have the high level problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I think I used to believe like, oh, once I make this amount or I achieve this thing or whatever, like then my problems will go away. And it's like, no, they're still there. You know, that's why we have to work on ourselves now. Yeah. And they're, they're still there. They're not going to go away, but they're, they're different. They're definitely different. Um, you know, um, especially if you start to do the work, you yeah, know? Yes. And, and, and that's, that is, you know, and what that is, is just looking at it. One of the things I'm going to just share, because it is my belief. And I, I really, I, I have this, I don't shadow. Yes. I, I believe there are shadow sides, but I'm careful not to judge emotions personally. And what I mean by that in, in my body of work is um, I never consider them good or bad. Because I think yeah, yeah, that's that, so there's something we don't learn from what, from what we call the bad. So we don't get to, for example, um, I'm just grabbing something, um, anger. Some people would say, oh, that's a bad emotion and I don't want to have that. And the thing with that is anger teaches you that there's something that's unjust and you have a voice. And so if we avoid anger, how might we never get to show up? And, and for something that really, that we want to take a stand for. So I, yeah. I there's a quote that I, I use, um, 
I came up with it, but it is that there are no good, bad, light or dark emotions, only emotions that need to be fully expressed. So I think it's in the non-expression of an emotion, the non-awareness yeah. of it. And that doesn't mean, you know, promoting road rage or something like that. It would, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm doing at all. But what I'm suggesting like, is- that told me. Let me, let exactly. me rage out. <laughs> Hashtag that. But I just, <laughs> I just really want, you know, like sometimes I'm feeling this way and to love yourself more when there's challenging times, but to really- except that we are the whole range and just like weather, sometimes there are sunny days that are bright and beautiful. And sometimes there's a storm. And when it happens in the form of weather, we don't judge it. We might, we might like some better than the other, just like emotions, but we just prepare and go on with our day. Life doesn't come to an end and it's not a final destination place. The next day, the weather will be different. So to really just be more acceptant of ourselves and less judgmental of ourselves create less judge creates an environment for less judgment of others, I believe. Oh my God. I love that distinction. I think that's so powerful because I think the less that we can judge our emotions, like you said, the less we'll judge ourselves. Yeah. So can you tell can you tell my audience more about your body of work, Femme, and how you really help people to work through the full range of their emotions? Sure. So them first I want to explain this. I've, I've been doing this all over the place. I always like to explain what femme is because some people think, oh my God, it's only for women. It is not. Femme is for human beings. Femme is for people with emotions. The reason why it's called femme, and it's spelled F-E-M-M-E with an exclamation point because... It matters. Um, but the the fem is about a rebirth. I believe that people are, have become very conditioned to not acting in their full range, not being in their full range, full being. And through this body of work, and the reason why it's called fem is because we have an opportunity to rebirth ourselves, and the birth only happens in the fem. And birthing happens there and it's an opportunity to go through uh, the process of birthing yourself and being a bigger and better version of yourself. The film experience is um, a 90 minute body of work um, at its core. And that is where we exercise the muscle of emotion and we get to play in the arena of emotion and and it's not a dance class while they're african drums and i use them because they really help our um, nervous system to relax and become truer versions of ourselves unlike pipe music can give us it can actually seep into our skin and 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 affect us on a cellular level to become truer more honest versions of ourselves um, during the film experience, I take people on what's called the emotional tour. And that tour is to act out, sound out, because sound is really important, opening up your mouth and giving voice to emotions. And we go through emotions like joy and rage and lust and grief and confidence and play and flirt and sometimes fear. But but these are all things that that exist in our bodies that somehow we manage. Um, and usually in a very unhealthy way because our not allowing an emotion to express will start to affect your sleep habits um, and, and, and worry systems in our body. And by doing this work, by participating in these classes, I hear people say things like, I feel lighter. I feel more in love with myself. I'm more empathetic and softer, kinder. Um, I can digest better. A man once said to um, us that he wrote a letter actually just saying because he had a safe place to exist express rage, he no longer beat his wife. Oh, wow. um, there is such power in this work. Um, a woman shared um, that 
in her culture, she was Asian woman, and in her culture, um, the show of emotions is frowned upon, and that when she was six, this woman was in her early 40s then, but when she was six, her father died, and she burst into tears, and her mother told her to suck it up. And what she said was that ever since then, whenever she had tears, whenever something happened that made her sad, she told herself to suck it up. And so wow. she was saying in this femme experience, we had a moment where we were just asked, what does grief feel like and where is it in your body? And that she, for a few moments, got to cry and express herself and and that we and then we moved on. No, we're not stuck there. And 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 it's it's just uh, these things live in our bodies. And I thoroughly believe that it is important to move them through the body, to do it with movement, and to be in a safe arena where you can be taken care of. And that's what I offer in the Fem Experience, and my teachers who are around the country around the world now <laughs> who are offering these femme experiences and and I'm also offering workshops and teacher trainings and things like that um, that expand upon this work. Wow. And you know what, you brought up something that, you know, I only recently started to understand and that's that our emotions live in our body. Ooh, yeah. So I would love for you to talk more about that and explain that because I'm not sure, you know, I know that it was only something I really recently discovered, like maybe in the past year. And that's why I learned of the power of dance and actually being able to like express them and feel them. And I never realized how they get stuck in our body. Yeah. So could you, could you explain that for, for my listeners? I think that's just super powerful. I, when I'm going to tell you a story, I'm going to start with a story. When I was a, in high school, um, I'd won an award and I was the underdog like you wouldn't believe. I, I'd run against um, this girl who was the most popular in our school. She came to the campaign late. I think if she had started out, I would never have run for this um, title. Um, and I won the award and I was so excited. I, I mean, I was elated. I ran home with this award. I, I was, it, it might've been one of the happiest times in my life. And I got home and just as I got home to share this, I was so excited to go run through the door and share how happy I was. I stopped right at the door as I was about to enter because I knew that I, I called it uh, emotional calculation. I calculated whether the joy I was going to share that I wanted to share so desperately was going to be received because my mom suffered with depression. I didn't know what it was then, but I just knew that some days were good days and some days were bad. And I walked through the door and I could see her across the room and I could see that this was going to be, this wasn't a good day. And rather than take that room and my mom and that whole household higher, I acquiesced. I, I stifled how joyous I was feeling because it didn't fit in there in my mind. I use that as an example because it's joy. I wasn't even talking about some of the other emotions that people are afraid of, like rage or, or, or grief. This was joy, and I was sucking it up. I was stifling it. I was packing it away and, and re-augmenting my entire being so that I could fit in to the gray, dismal place that I walked into. When you do that, that expression that you so wanted to share, it because it's tucked away and put away and and um and and hushed, 
it also becomes shamed in your body. So my joy isn't accepted here. My joy has no place here. So there was no other place for it to go. So I just kind of like wheedled it down to nothing, dust. That lives in the body because it starts to infuse how I go out in the world. I now start to marginalize my own joy. This gets done with anger. If you want to say something or speak up about something that's not just, there's the fear of, I don't want to, if we're women, I don't want to come across as an angry woman. If you're a black woman, you don't want to come across as the angry black woman. If you're, if you're, um, or, or just a crazy person who's shouting and, and yelling, but if something is not right and we don't give that voice, we don't speak to the injustice of whatever that is, we are tucking that away. So now anger has no place. When there's grief, because something, we've lost something or someone and, and, and it hurts and it hurts. Rather than shed the tears, rather than curl up into the ball just for a while and just say, I'm in pain, my heart hurts. Rather than tell someone that we are hurting, often what happens is we say, I'm fine. And this is the example of how emotions get turned in and they have nowhere to go. And so they start to eat away at us. They start to make us self-conscious. They start to make us small. And it feels like tension in the muscles, in the body, in the fascia. And it becomes such a way of being that Every so often, if we're lucky, there's something that happens. It can happen, uh, it can, for me, it happened on the dance floor. I would be dancing and I would feel these moments of utter freedom and joy in my entire being. And like everything was right with the world in those moments and they were fleeting but what was happening in those moments was I was free to be me. I was free to just be my, my happy, beautiful self without any judgment or care. But there aren't enough moments like that. So that way of being, um, some people can access it, but you know, they got to get high or they got to get drunk or they got to, you know, they have to do something to get there as opposed to just be because they don't trust themselves to go um, anywhere with, with, without the filters. And that's what's become the norm. And that is what will make us sick. That will literally make us sick at worst and bitter at best. Yeah. I mean, it really does cause, you know, disease in our body and whether it actually manifests as physical illness or, you know, um, even just mental, you know, it's, it's really about allowing ourselves to feel, you know, really feel the fullness of our emotions. So I just, I love the, the work that you're doing and this, this new perspective of, the, of looking at our emotions and really changing that definition and not allowing ourselves to, to judge them and just letting them be, I think is so powerful. Just letting them be. And I think that if, if adults are letting them be, they start to let members of their family or their partners or their uh, friends, anyone who gets to see them, uh, starts to feel that, hey, this is okay. I, I see an example of a fully um, expressed person. And 
they're they're you know these words uh you're too emotional or that you're being too much you know hell yeah i am <laughs> did you see that sunset <laughs> i mean that i'm going to be too much like that and it's okay yeah but i can only imagine that if people are start to do this kind of thing that the next generation who sees this who's birthed into this gets to have less restrictions on their way of being and therefore we 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 allow for a healthier emotional state which leads to a healthier physical state which has got to lead to health, healthier relationships and choices and on and on and on a better society in in general i mean i think all of these problems that we're facing as a society as a culture you know as a planet just imagine if we allowed ourselves to really feel and express the full range of our emotions. Yeah. You, you know, it, that it's, it's going to be so good. I, um, I often speak of, you know, all of those restrictions that are customary that create the feelings of unworthiness because there's no place to just be. And, and all of those things, those restrictions, I, I refer to them as wearing emotional spanks, tight ass emotional spanks, because that's what it feels like we're holding. And that's what spanks do. They tightly hold so that you get to show up fine. And what I would love is that, that imagine removing those energetic spanks and allowing your body to just be and breathe. And for anybody who doesn't know what Sphinx are, they're these tight contraptions that work really well that that make a body appear smooth and and um, without without um, lumps or bumps or whatever. But they're they're really tight and they're uncomfortable, just like holding yourself emotionally is. That's so powerful. I love that that metaphor. And I mean, I could just talk to you forever, but I want to get to the final questions. Um, I don't want to keep you all day. So the la- before I ask you the last question, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you or maybe a final message that you want to leave my listeners with? I would love to, thanks for that invitation. I would love to leave your listeners with, look at where or why, how you are being too much. Are you willing to be too much? And what judgments might you have on what being too much looks like? And just for a moment, consider or get, let's get real curious about just suppose everything is fine and it's okay and that your too much is welcome and that it takes everyone around you, yourself and the planet higher. I would just really love the people who hear my voice and those I come in contact with to create a society a a, um, a group, a, a create friendships with people who will celebrate you, who will want to see you get bigger and better, and and also just celebrate others who are doing that. We can we can do that, and it feels good, and it, everyone feels good in their skin when they are celebrated, and I I really want to see more people trying that on. Let me see your outrageousness. Let me see your too much. I, like, I dare you, do it. That's what I would love for your listeners to consider. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much, Bernadette. And I just want to acknowledge you for the incredible work that you are doing and you know, even just the personal impact that you've had made in my own life and allowing me to feel like I can show up in the fullness of who I am and giving me that permission. I just want to acknowledge you because I know that you are doing that for so many people around the world. 
Thank you, Randy. It's such a pleasure to be here. I just adore you. Oh, thank you. So the final question that I ask all of my guests, and this is based on, I really believe that, you know, while it's great to listen to all of these motivational talks, Mm -hmm. it's really important that we actually take action in our lives. So what are three action steps that people could take today to live a more uplifted life? Open your mouth and say something meaningful. (laughs) Do it because we need to hear voices and everyone's voice matters. Um, Say yes. Just, Just say yes. If it feels really good and if it's a hell yes, do it and do it like your life depends on it. And lastly, I would say there is so much power in your no. You saying no to something that isn't a hell yes is so powerful, so strong, and it gives you room for spaciousness and and, and more, more of yourself to deliver to the hell yes. Oh, that's so great. So where can my listeners follow you, learn more about you, uh, you know, experience them, all of the things? Okay. You said three things and I have to say this one more. It's the fourth thing. And that's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Bonus. Got to move your body. There is so much brilliance in your beautiful body. So you have to dance, do it daily, do it, do it, do it. You will Thank your body. There's so much wisdom there. So, so yes. um, people can find me at livefem.com and it's L-I-V-E-F-E-M-M-E.com. On social media, it's at livefem and Facebook and all. And I just, I've got teacher trainings and workshops coming up and I would just so love to hear from your audience. Awesome. Well, I'll put all of the links in the show notes so my listeners can connect with you and show you all of the love because you are just such an incredible soul. And I'm so grateful that you were here and shared your story so openly and vulnerably. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also going to send you a link to share with your audience that um, our self-care guide. So I'll, I'll send that so that we can include that. Yes, that'd be wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.